RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Kenny Hodger. The headlines this lunchtime. Beginning a two-day recruitment exercise, Cathay Pacific says its basic salary offer of $9,100 a month for new cabin crew is competitive. The Urban Renewal Authority announces two redevelopment projects aimed at transforming Tokwa Wan. And US media have reported that the FBI has gathered enough evidence to charge Hunter Biden, the president's son, with tax and gun-related crimes. Cathay Pacific says its basic salary offer of $9,100 a month for new cabin crew is competitive. The airline has begun a two-day recruitment exercise as it looks to add to some 6,000 serving flight attendants. The airline says that so long as flight hours return to pre-COVID levels, monthly pay for cabin crew could reach $18,000 when combined with other subsidies. Cathay's in-flight service delivery general manager is Jeanette Mao. Compared to previously, yes, it's different. But I, what I would say is this is competitive and this is what we benchmark with the market data and the job data and the remuneration package because we want to make sure we provide a competitive remuneration for our people so that we continue to attract the best talent. One interviewee, Nicole Chan, said her current pay is similar to what Cathay is offering. She said she'd graduated during the pandemic and now wants to give aviation a shot. It's always been like our childhood dream to like um, become a flight attendant, so we just wanted to try it again because previously it was COVID, so there was a lot of layoff and the airline industry wasn't that great, so now we finally get to try to become a flight attendant, so we just wanted to take this a chance and give it a try. Another job seeker, Nicky Chung, said he was confident about the aviation industry's revival because many people are looking forward to travelling again. I have faith in the aviation industry because people eventually have to travel. People will be stuck here for three years. Even me, I plan to travel in November. The president of the Travel Agent Owners Association says the government needs to encourage international carriers to come back to Hong Kong. Freddie Yip welcomed the Tourism Board's plan to spend $100 million on a global advertising campaign to promote the SAR, but he said even locals were finding it difficult to get air tickets to fly home. He told RTHK that relaxing pandemic restrictions and helping airlines return were top priorities. We need to further relax this pandemic control measure to make it zero plus zero first without any restriction for the tourists coming back to Hong Kong. Number two, with the cause of NI sending back the fleet back to Hong Kong, need to have some subsidy or some concession, maybe reduce the landing fee, try to encourage and help the foreign carrier back to Hong Kong. The Urban Renewal Authority has announced two redevelopment projects aimed at transforming Tokwa Wan into an area with better connectivity and a more vibrant waterfront. The projects involve tearing down tenements and two industrial buildings, which will affect an estimated 1,500 households and businesses, including 100 ground floor shops. A general manager for the URA, Kelvin Chung, said acquiring industrial units had been tricky in the past and that the authority was exploring new ways of enticing owners to sell their properties. We are facing the, some owners holding uh, many uh, interests 
they are not willing to selling the properties to ULA. So we allow reviewing the acquisition policy to acquire such properties. And considering an alternative way to allow the owners to participate development, if they are holding not less than a prescribed number of interests, we are considering to allow them to participation. The director of broadcasting, Eddie Chung, has pledged to lead RTHK to a better role as a public broadcaster and help the station to deal with challenges amid the evolution of internet technologies. Mr Chung was appointed to become RTHK's chief in August. Speaking on his first day in the office, he said he was looking forward to working with his team and stressed his role is not a one-man job. We are actually living in a Web 3.0 world and it is a decentralized world. So it is very important for me to discuss with my team how can we react to the challenges brought by this age of Web 3.0. So uh, we need to be uh, more um, you know, conscious of uh, working in a cross-media environment. Overseas, the U.S. media are reporting that the FBI has gathered enough evidence to charge Hunter Biden, the president's son, with tax and gun-related crimes. He's previously denied any financial wrongdoing. The BBC's Gary O'Donoghue in Washington has more. The FBI has been investigating the president's son since 2018 over claims he failed to pay all his taxes on foreign investments and over forms he filled in for the purchase of a handgun. Now it's down to the US attorney in Delaware, a Trump-era appointee, to decide whether to indict Hunter Biden. Opponents have questioned Hunter Biden's work for a Ukrainian gas company while his father was vice president, and over financial dealings in China. The handgun issue is thought to relate to questions on a form which asked about drug addiction. Hunter Biden has acknowledged using crack cocaine. President Biden has taken executive action to pardon all Americans convicted of marijuana possession under federal laws. Officials say only about 6,500 people are directly affected, but Mr Biden urged state governors to follow suit and extend the pardon to those convicted under state laws. The president noted that black and brown Americans are disproportionately affected by marijuana convictions. No one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. It's already legal in many states, and criminal records for marijuana possession have led to needless barriers to employment, to housing, and educational opportunities. And that's before you address the racial disparities around who suffers the consequences. While white and black and brown people use marijuana at similar rates, black and brown people are arrested, prosecuted, and convicted at disproportionately higher rates. President Zelensky of Ukraine has appealed to European leaders for more weapons, saying his country must defeat Russia to protect freedom across Europe. Look at the battlefield in Ukraine now. It is such an intense war that the absolute majority of states simply would not be able to wage it. And that is why this war must be won now in Ukraine so that the Russian fleet cannot block other ports in the Black Sea, the Mediterranean Sea, or any other sea, so that Russian tanks do not advance on Warsaw or again on Prague. 
Mr Zelensky was addressing a new forum of 40 nations meeting in the Czech capital Prague. He warned of Moscow's attempts to sow fear and split European unity. Meanwhile, rescue workers in the Ukrainian city of Zaporizhia are continuing their search for people buried in rubble after Russian missiles hit residential buildings and infrastructure yesterday morning. The United States has confirmed that two Russians have crossed the Bering Sea to the Alaskan settlement of St. Lawrence to try to avoid being forced into military service. The BBC's Nomia Iqbal has the details. The two men arrived at a beach near an isolated community of about 600 people on St. Lawrence Island. St. Lawrence is about 37 miles from the Russian mainland and is closer to the foreign country than it is to the rest of Alaska. Alaska Senators, Republicans Lisa Murkowski and Dan Sullivan, have referred the matter to the Department of Homeland Security. It will now determine whether or not the men will be allowed admission given the current heightened tensions with Russia. The Senators have also called for stronger security in America's Arctic Circle given Alaska's proximity to Russia. The president of the software giant Microsoft says that following the attacks on the Nord Stream gas pipelines last month, the West needs to be vigilant about the security of undersea cables carrying internet traffic. Brad Smith said cyber defences had held up well in the early months of the war in Ukraine, but warned that with Moscow suffering setbacks on the battlefield, attacks in cyberspace might again escalate. The good news is at a company like Microsoft, we build in such redundancy that you know, if one cable or two cables go down, we have a third that can sustain all of the necessary network traffic and then we can repair the first or second. But it is a time when we have to step back and be very mindful. Where are the risks? How do we address them? The British Prime Minister says leaders at the inaugural meeting of the European political community have been united in their support for Ukraine in its conflict with Russia. Liz Truss also held bilateral meetings in Prague on energy supply. In talks with the French President Emmanuel Macron, she agreed on wider cooperation with France on nuclear development. I work very, very closely with President Macron and the French government and what we're talking about is how the UK and France can work more closely together to build more nuclear power stations and to make sure that both countries have energy security in the future. The British government has announced a new licensing round for oil and gas exploration off the country's eastern coast in the North Sea. As many as 100 licenses will be awarded. Britain's business secretary said using oil and gas produced within the UK would have a lower carbon footprint than importing it from abroad. To sport, and in football's Europa League, Manchester United survived a scare in Cyprus. They fell behind to Ammonia Nicosia before two goals from Marcus Rashford secure, secured a 3-2 victory. Arsenal had a much easier time. The, gun, the Gunners breezed past Bodo Glimt 3-0 at home. Watching at the Emirates was the BBC's Mike Williams. Arsenal made it two wins from two in the Europa League with a very comfortable victory over the Norwegian champions Bodo Glimt. Eddie Nketiah slotted home the first after Kieran Tierney's shot crashed off the post. Defender Rob Holding then headed in a rare goal for Arsenal's second four minutes later to make it 2-0 at half-time. 
Arsenal then took their foot off the gas for most of the second half, but eventually wrapped it up through the very impressive Fabio Vieira. Substitute Gabriel Jesus tricked his way past two defenders on the byline, fed it to the Portuguese youngster Vieira, who smashed it home. So a ninth win in ten in all competitions for Arsenal. Next up for Mikel Arteta's side, it's Liverpool back here at the Emirates on Sunday in the Premier League. Elsewhere in the Europa League, PSV thrashed uh, FC Zurich 5-1 in Switzerland. Real Betis were 2-1 winners at Romo in the Conference League. West Ham beat Anderlecht 1-0. Fiorentina won 3-0 at Hearts. Manchester City's Kyle Walker has undergone successful surgery on a groin injury, but there's now concern that the England defender could miss the World Cup. Walker was substituted 41 minutes into City's 6-3 victory over rivals Manchester United on Sunday. The BBC's Simon Stone has more. The word from Manchester City is that Kyle Walker does have a chance of making the World Cup, but it very much depends on his recovery in the initial stages following that operation. We believe that it's going to be around four weeks to Gareth Southgate naming his squad for Qatar and just over six to that first game. So yes, it's very, very tight and Walker's position in the squad is uncertain at this moment. United States midfielder Megan Rapinoe says changes needed after revelations of systemic sexual abuse and misconduct in the American domestic women's game. A report published earlier this week included multiple allegations of abusive behaviour by team coaches in the National Women's Soccer League. Rapinoe was speaking before tonight's friendly against England at Wembley. I mean, it's, it's horrifying, obviously. I'm sure everybody read the report and, um, you know, have read all the reporting that's been going on the last year. I mean, it's, it's, it's even when you know it, it's just horrifying over and over to read. You know, for the future of the league, for players going forward, um, you know, for players playing right now, it's essential that we know that we're being taken care of and supported in all of the right ways. And everybody that's working in and around the league has the same goal and the same understandings, uh, understanding of, of what the level is and what the responsibilities are. So I think without accountability and without people, you know, specifically who did the wrong thing being gone, uh, that just says to us that like nobody's really hearing us. Snooker's world number one Ronnie O'Sullivan is in action today at the Hong Kong Masters, his first time playing in the city since 2017. The Rocket will be up against the SAR's three-time women's world champion Ng On Yi in the evening match at the Coliseum in Hong Kong. Australia's Neil Robertson plays the seventh-ranked Mark Williams. Hong Kong's Marco Fu and the four-time world champion John Higgins are already through to the semi-finals after wins yesterday. And the top stories again. Beginning a two-day recruitment exercise, Cathay Pacific says its basic salary offer of $9,100 a month for the new cabin crew is competitive. The Urban Renewal Authority announces two redevelopment projects aimed at transforming Tokwawan and US media have reported the FBI has gathered enough evidence to charge Hunter Biden with tax and gun-related crimes. Quick look at the weather. Sunny intervals and a few showers. Moderate to fresh east to northeasterly winds. The current temperature is 31 degrees with humidity of 65%. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
Jazz Day on Radio 3 and love you when you're gone. One more thing to do, really, this afternoon, because it's Friday. That means we're going to be saying hi to Danny Hicks for this week's Sports and All in just a few minutes from now. So on the list today, we've got F1 with the Japanese Grand Prix. Last night's footy results, look ahead to the weekend, golf's controversial live series, which has its first Asian event in Thailand starting today, and of course, the snooker in Hong Kong too. That will be at about 25 past. Also, we'll be on Facebook Live, of course. That's where we'd love to hear from you. Opinions and questions, all welcome. It's Radio 3, and this is The Brew.